Lauren, thank you so much for talking to us today as part of Meet the Athlete Week. Um, you're obviously a huge inspiration to all of us, our pupils, and especially our new netball team that we just started last year. So there's lots of us online and there's lots of us who's going to be listening in the future as well. Um, it's clear you're so passionate about netball, all things netball, from being a ball girl at the 2014 Glasgow Commonwealth Games. And you've also been part of the under-19 and under-21 national teams. You've achieved Player of the Year in 2017, and you've represented Scotland at the recent 2019 Netball World Cup in Liverpool. Um, you also play for Strathclyde Sirens, where you play goalkeeper and goal defence. And as well as all that, as you were saying earlier, you are studying for your master's degree at Stirling University, and you've also apparently, tell me if this is wrong, started a new job at New Ames United yeah, as right. a sports scientist. There we go. How's that for a wee bit of research? I've never <laughs> had life just like, listed so easily. <laughs> well, it's a pretty good list because it's so, so amazing, all the things that you've done and all the things that you've been a part of um, in netball. So it's so, so cool to see. Um, yeah, so as a um, netball club, we'd all bought tickets to come and watch you play at um, one of the games, but unfortunately it was cancelled. It was um, late in April. I think it was against Loughborough Lightning. So we were all looking forward to that, but unfortunately it was cancelled, but we're hoping that we can get to see you play another time. <laughs> oh, too. I want to see you in the stands. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we know you were playing netball since you were um, definitely in high school. Was it Peebles High School you were at? Yeah, it was Peebles yeah. High School, yeah. And the borders, um, but we would love to know if you started netball before that. How did you get involved with sport and, in particular, in netball? So I started playing when I was in um, primary school, which was like West End of Primary. But it was because we didn't have a choice. There was only seven girls, so we all had to play. And um, started doing that, and then went to high school, obviously. And I was playing hockey, and one of my best friends, Jenny, she started playing netball and obviously I wanted to play with her so I was like I'll play netball too and then joined along with her and it was a really it was an amazing team and then my coach gave me the ultimatum of like you can either play netball you can play hockey and I was quite scared of her so <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah I'll play netball yeah and then ever, ever since then it was like one of the best decisions I've ever made because this is where I am now I'm so happy <laughs> brilliant that's so cool so you kind of were just slotted into the system at school but then probably that's the best thing that could have happened isn't it your coach has been like right you've got a choice to make it's this or that and you picked a good one <laughs> yeah we kept getting injured and she was like oh, you can't keep doing that I'm like that's a very good point uh -huh. so dangerous on a hockey ball smashing towards your face so I made a good one <laughs> <laughs> so you've had lots and lots of experience then yeah um, okay so when um if we look to where you are now you're playing for sirens um, when you're about to start a new season or you're just about to get back into your training again, is there anything that you do individually or as part of a whole club, part of the team, at the start of your training session? So is there maybe a specific test that you do? Is there like team trials? Is there anything you do to assess your fitness levels or maybe talking to your coach to set goals or plan your future sessions? What do you do at the start of your training session? Uh, so we always have like pre-season which is obviously like, the big run up towards our pre-season lasts all of autumn and winter um, and before that 
if it's national, we have trials. Um, so you go along to the trials, usually a two day weekend. So the first one's usually testing. So we do like the yo-yo test. And um, if you ever done it, I feel sorry for you. I hate it. <laughs> Is that similar to the deep test? Yeah, so yeah. We, we used to do the bleep test until we're like, that's not relevant to netball. So we changed the yo-yo test. So what you do is you you run, you run back and you get like a little walking period. And they're like, this is your act of rest. I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah. know how I need to rest, but I need longer than this. And then you rest and it goes like, <laughs> Brian's nodding, I feel like he knows. <laughs> um, so you do the yo-yo test and then we also do sprint tests. Um, so we run through speed gates um, to test how fast we are, obviously. And then jump tests, so vertical jumps, see how high you can jump. We also do the weigh. So we just weigh yourself, which is my favourite test. Um, so you just stand on the weight and see how heavy you are. <laughs> and we do all that. And then the next session will be skills and will be um, match play. So they put on tons of different teams. You get like 10 minute matches and you're just playing against literally everyone who's there. Um, which is good because you see so many like new and amazing people that you've like never met before. They, they come in and that's what you do for national. And then for sirens, it's more contract based. So they'll see you playing or they'll know of you and then you'll get a contract and you go to that. And then you have like a grace period, sort of like how they see you're going. And then you do go into just your preseason. Nice. That's cool. It's, it's, it's cool how you do lots of different ones for different things. And um, when you were saying you do like the yo-yo test and the speed test, the stand and jump test, does, do you get like a kind of um, like fact file, like a top trumps card almost of all your <laughs> all your facts and figures? I wish. I imagine that. <laughs> um, so they do it. They do it through the Institute of Sport. Um, so they have the same people come in we've got a really good support staff um, and our own sports scientist is Kian and he gathers it all so he has my data back to like 2016 and if I wanted to I could like can I see if I've improved or not I don't want to because it's quite upsetting sometimes um, <laughs> yeah. um, and then they retest us so this season was a bit different they retested us like every five weeks where normally they just do it at the beginning and the end we test it every five weeks every five weeks I was running the yo-yo test and it put, it put fear into my head but um and then you can see your progress going on so it's quite it's quite a good like standpoint to see what it is you're improving what is you need to get better at everything like that yeah definitely and and that kind of leads on to our next question so you were saying you do that every five weeks but our next question is how do you monitor your performance so how do you know if things are going well? How do you know if you're maybe struggling something or if you know you're struggling with something, what do you do to improve that? Um, do you use things when you're training such as a heart rate monitor or do you use video analysis? Obviously, you're getting coach feedback, but do you give each other feedback as well as your coach? Um, and do you use things like training diaries or so kind of you already do like retests, but is there anything else that you do to monitor your performance? Uh, we do all those things so at training we have the video analysis so um we have simon who comes along he videos us during training and then we have this massive big smart tv and you can go along you can see yourself playing and ask to like see that bit again and again which is really good immediate yeah. feedback and then he does that as well for matches um and he puts it all onto a base so we can go on at any point to see it 
we also have the heart rate monitors and they put on a little iPad so they just stick it and you see anyone who's like in the red zone I'm always in the red zone uh, the red zone <laughs> or like amber or you're not working hard enough um, mm-hmm. I don't know why but we keep looking at the centres to see if we're working hard enough and I'm like surely come on <laughs> um, so we look at that and then we also have a lot of good feedback we have um, a lot of little different levels in our team so we have obviously the coaches and the assistant coaches and the specific coaches so they take us aside and they coach us on specific things they let us know we have feedback with them throughout the weeks we also have a leadership group which is like a select group of girls in our team and they are like the link between us so if we have anything that the coaches forgot they want us to do or anything like that they can let us know um, if we have any questions if we don't feel comfortable talking to the coach about we tell them and then they feed it back and then we also have feedback between players so a lot of the time a lot of the time actually shooters try and coach defence and defence try and coach shooters um, which is a oh, um, but it is like a do is this do you get away I always ask like my I always ask Neve and um, Nicole she's always really good at it and like do you find it easy when I'm doing this she's like yeah it's really easy to get away from which always hurts a little bit or it's like no that was really hard to keep doing that like it's good feedback to know because you can try and do something as a defender and think and you have this plan you always have a set plan in your head of what you're doing and think you're doing an amazing job like following the plan isn't going well and she keeps like absolutely skinning you keeps like running away and you're like what's happening she's like actually that's really easy you're not not really doing anything and I'm like <laughs> thank you I'll try and fix that so we do have really good open feedback system, always respectful. Like you never just turn around to someone and be like, you're playing really badly. But, because I think I'd cry, but it is really good feedback coming back from everyone. Like it's very open and we're very okay with discussing how we think we're doing. Definitely. And that's just part of the mentality of it. You know, when to lock each other up, you know, when to like give each other like to the point, just the straight facts. So it's good to know yeah. that you've got that kind of like, relationship as well so that's really nice and it's nice it's a good idea you've got that person that you can go to if you're not comfortable talking to the coach that they can pass that on for you and that's a really good way to do it actually mm-hmm. as well actually um so in our um national five and higher courses we talk about four like different factors so it's not just physical factor it's mental emotional and social things as well that impact your performance um so obviously netball uses a lot of mental skills such as like problem solving, decision making, focus and concentration. Um, and I went with some of my netball team to watch one of your training sessions with Sue and it just looked so intense. Um, it was a brilliant session but you were just, everyone was on the ball for the entire session. Um, I was wondering, is there anything that you do to prepare mentally for a tough training session or a big competition that's coming up? Um, yeah, so not so much the training sessions because um, I usually have like the full day to prepare or I know it's coming. So they, they give us the um, outline usually like the week before. So you can kind of see what's happening. So if you see like a um, hit, you're kind of like already stressed about it for a good few days beforehand. So there's a mental preparation going into it. But when it comes to like match play and stuff, we all have different things. Um, I'm like the annoying team member. So what I do is I love talking to everyone and I love being like silly and messing about and I want to put music on, I want to dance, all this sort of stuff. Um, because I find if I'm in a stressful situation, my best way of coping with it is just to like chat with people, try and like ease the tension. I'm quite, if I get really, really serious, I 
personally adds like too much stress to me because I just like I don't enjoy that so I'm messing about um which is quite hard for some of the other girls because their way to do it is just completely ignore everyone have their headphones and look down they have like the most serious face I've ever seen in their life going into preparation for this um so they try to avoid me and um, whereas I'm obviously trying to get their attention um so that's what I do to prepare um but it is always like you have to be aware of how everyone else prepares that there's loads of different gradients like there's one other person that usually there's like two other people that usually mess around with me and we're usually like jumping about being silly and all this sort of stuff um and it works really well for us but we have to do have to avoid people who are trying to be quite serious because that's their mental preparation so there's a lot of like respect of this is how everyone prepares we all prepare differently there's no right way to prepare like we all have like certain songs we like to listen to so we have a playlist and we all choose one song that goes on that playlist during like when we're sitting in the um changing room that's quite good um where you can either talk about tactics we can either talk about like the different players we're going to go see we always have a, a little debrief beforehand we've always done our research about who we're going to go up against um and it is like respecting each other's like area and what we all do if i went in to go and try and disrupt disrupt like um, like Nick she's really good at saying really focused but I went in to try and disrupt her I think she might bite my head off so we just don't <laughs> just like a courtesy like she's a lovely person but you just you just avoid because it's her own way of dealing with it that's what I do yeah that's so cool and um, I love the idea of having like everyone's like one song on the playlist I think we mm-hmm. should start doing that in school I love that idea um, it's good judge you for the song <laughs> yeah no, no judging when it's Justin Bieber that comes on um, <laughs> That's so funny because we can relate to that as a school as well, because I know even the people who are on this chat today, uh, Tini and Rachel, uh, they are crazy. They're always singing, got their music on, chatting to everyone, trying to get the atmosphere up. And um, Katrina, Libby and Ruby, they're more conserved, like focused, just get ahead in the game, maybe listen to their own earphones. So it's funny even like just the people who are online today, um, how different they all are. And they respect each other as well, just like you guys. Um, they need to have each other's space in their own way to prepare the game so so interesting Absolutely. But i do love the music idea that's a good one I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um so obviously netball in school in scotland and across the world is now the fastest growing sport and it's attracting a growing audience and high standard higher standards of competition around the world so scottish thistles are currently in eighth, eighth position in the netball world rankings and you clearly have lots of experience being a professional athlete but do you ever feel stressed or anxious before a competition and how do you deal with that? All the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> some of these people that we play against, um, I remember when we were in the World Cup and we were playing against, we met the tallest netball woman there is in the whole competition. She's like six foot eight and wow. I'm six foot four, so I'm already pretty tall and like life standard. But when it comes to like netball, I'm, I'm like, considered short so I played against girls who easily without even trying could like lean on my head or just push me like (laughs) I'm I'm a strong girl as well like I go to the gym I train all this so I'm strong but some of these women like with like one finger could just knock me over so I'm always a bit stressed when I go into that situation because I'm like how it appears like impossible to beat them and it appears like so hard if you think of it like a one-on-one situation, how you're going to like try and wear that person down to making a mistake, especially like if I'm playing goalkeeper, 
and it is quite hard if like you see the ball coming at you and all you can do is wait and basically until it gets into that end third and then it's just everyone's expecting you to stop it and you're like oh. <laughs> it's got yeah. to me at the end. something's got wrong there but so there's always a bit of a stressful situation there but what i found works for me to try and stop that is i always have to remind myself that like netball isn't a single person sport so it just seems really obvious because we know there's like seven girls on the thing and there can be like five people on the bench but I have to keep reminding myself like this isn't down to me like I've got my team player I've got my goalie who can play with me and she's amazing anyone who goes on um they're really amazing and they play with me and they can help me work it we've got a set plan you can always look at the coach for feedback um you can communicate all the way up there up the court so I'll be shouting down to like the goal attack which is like miles away from my position but it's about community and then they'll do the exact same they'll be shouting at me for something that I don't see um, and I have to keep reminding myself that we're all there for each other like we're all there fighting for the same sort of thing which again sounds really cringy but it is totally true because I've had so many okay. times I've had like a really stressful situation and I'm sitting there and I'm like I don't I almost like don't want to go on I'm like this is too she's 10 foot tall I am five foot tall, it looks like in my head, honestly not. But, and I'm sitting there stressed to go on, but I have to just keep like, and there's always like one person that you've got this, that you can do this, you're fine. You know how to play, you know what position you're doing, you know what the rules are and what angle you're going to be going at. Uh, and you've always got someone to like, if you miss it, someone pats you on the back, it calms you down. If you do a good job, we celebrate. Like we had a talk with, I think it was with Sue, um, and it was like celebrating the little wins. So a lot of the time, if a defender does get it, or if a defender slows it down, or if a team slows down the ball, you don't consider that a win because you've not got it yet, but that's a win because you're disrupting their play. So you have to celebrate the little things. So it's about noticing the little things you're doing. So they may still score, but it took them like 15 extra passes to do. So they're tired now. So which means the next time will be easier on the take them like seven passes next time we'll intercept it like it's the little things that really helps like the anxiety and everything that goes on with it absolutely and it's so true like you're part of a team and it's not just you your team lifts you up they help you when you're feeling anxious and um yeah. you use that to help each other and when someone else is feeling it then you can step in and support them as well so that's really cool but um just when you were saying that story there olivia said that um there was one time that you were up against a, a really tall goal shooter and she like hit you in the face or something, but you you just turned around and you went, that was amazing <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Playing against England. And it was Joe Harton, I think, and she elbowed me in the face. And the fact that like her elbow could reach my face, like, <laughs> yeah, like I was only to her shoulder. And I was just like, ow. But at the same time, I was like, so in awe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm okay with this. Because against England and our game plan like yeah. your game plan always mean you have like your game plan isn't always to win which sounds silly but sometimes if you're going against a team like the game plan is just trial out your players is to just try and disrupt their play as possible because they're obviously the top three in the world so that's mm -hmm. a big job always want to try and do our best and um, so our sort of game plan was like just to try and disrupt them as much as possible which I think we did quite a good job at so and she hit me in the face and I was like you know what Lauren you're, doing, you're defending, you're clearly in your way, so you're doing a great job. <laughs> I'll take so, that elbow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Such a good story as well. Um, <laughs> class. Um, okay, so 
Um, as netball, as a team sport, so we're looking at more of our social factor now. Um, we know you'll be working with a big team to help you, such as your coach, your teammates, physio, nutritionist, even um, the people who video you when you're um, playing and training. So who do you mainly communicate with in your sport and why is communication and teamwork so important? Um, so main communications, obviously like the team and the coach, but other than that, when it comes to like support staff who are always there to help you, Everyone's got a different person we, we communicate with a lot. I communicate a lot with my lifestyle coach, which is wild. So he's his name is Chris Foley. And without him, I don't think I would have been able to get where I am. Because what he does is he just organize, helps me organize my life so that I'm not stressed all the time, which is amazing. Um, so I communicate him on the regular. Um, and a lot of other girls, however, they communicate with like, Darren Hines so he's our SNC coach so he plays a big part in it because obviously he's getting us ready off the court we go, we go into the gym um three times a day not three times a day my goodness no three times a week <laughs> <laughs> three times a week and then we have extra conditioning off court as well um so he's a big part in it as well because if we're feeling achy for training he usually gets an earful being like we're really tired really sore all this sort of stuff so he has to help adjust and he has to tell us you know that's part of what happens when you go to the gym you do get doms that's that's allowed we're like no now, now we're sore and um, so a lot of people communicate with him a lot of people specifically communicate with like the video analysis because that's a big part for them they like to get a lot of um visual feedback i personally don't um because i think i run like an idiot and that's all that distracts me and mm -hmm. um, so i can't focus really too hard on it but a lot of people go back to him and talk to uh, Simon about it and they get a lot of feedback and they're wanting to talk about it a lot but it is mostly head coach assistant coach everyone like that who's the main people we discuss with. Nice and that's like you just have such a huge team even though there's um, the players as well who you obviously communicate with all the time there's such a big network of people around that as well so it's just so important that everyone talks to each other, works together, so you're not contradicting each other in any way. So it's a huge, yeah. huge operation. But we've got it to us, obviously. That sounds really cool. <laughs> I would love a, a lifestyle coach. That'd be brilliant. Oh, he's so useful, <laughs> honestly. I think he's tried to pass me off at least three times to different lifestyle coaches. And they're like, no, no, you can keep her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. OK, so not to bring the tone down, but we know that, unfortunately, you've had a few injuries. and. Um, you had to stop playing for a wee bit until you recovered, but can you tell us about a time that you've experienced an injury or a setback or maybe a time that you've been disappointed with your own performance and how did you overcome that? Um, so obviously the injury, I think I'm permanently injured. Um, I used to always get a lot of ankle injuries, but my big one, like you just mentioned, was there was my ACL, so I snapped it twice. So it wasn't even once, I tore it first time and I was like no I'm on track to go to Botswana with the under 21s I want to go to that and the coach was like yes we want you there blah blah and I was like I'll keep training so I trained for three months really hard I was given the all clear and my first session back I completely did it completely and um, so then I got surgery and then I was out for two years which was a roller coaster and a half and um, so that was a quite a big setback in my netball career because I was obviously riding off the back of having been like 
player of the year then going I was going on quite a good track I was getting selected for a lot of things I was being I was in the leadership group which I'm never normally allowed into because I'm just kind of like a loose cannon of just silliness they want very good serious people but I was in the leadership group and I'd made it I was so proud of myself um and then getting that injury was obviously like a big setback it took me two years out I was two years behind and obviously because I was out at that time they found people to fill my spot which was also quite hard to come into for the longest time I couldn't even watch netball I think it was a good like half a year I couldn't even watch it on the thing I just support my team I'm always there for them but when it came to watching it they're like do you want to come watch I'm like almost I can't because it's just so sad and I just want to be on there so much um but what really helped me through that and now I look back on it I'm happy it happened because I've had so many great experiences I actually managed to have a proper university I could focused on my university for the first time ever because I was in all the teams when I first started so I actually never had a time in which I wasn't training or I wasn't balancing you know lifestyle like social life uni and netball all at the same time which when you go to uni it's a nightmare never mind having to like travel to Glasgow every time um but I managed to like make some new friends I got a really good uh degree at the end of it and then I also managed to go to Camp America, which I would never be allowed to do, um, which was like the best summer of my life. Um, but I got to do all these things. So I look back and I'm quite a positive, a positive note. When it comes to like setbacks I've had other than that, I didn't get into the under 17s. When I trialed, I was really upset by um, because, well, I don't know why I didn't get in, but my friend, Jenny um, she got in and I was also really proud of her but when all your friends get in it's really disheartening and what they do is they just send you an email and you have to op- they have to open the link so it's a process to it and you open it and it's like I'm sorry you've not made it and stuff and it's obviously really super upsetting to hear and throughout my career I've had a lot of those setbacks like I've not had the traditional I guess selected into every single team that just works out really well for me um so I had a lot of setbacks, but a big part of like getting over it or continuing on was my family when I was younger. So they're quite a big part of being like, you're amazing. You've got this. Like, it's just not your time yet. Um, ask what you can do to improve. So always go back and ask me, like, what can I do to make myself better? Um, it's always been fitness. Uh, so that's fun. Um, and then other than that it's like my friends they're always like my biggest support crew they're always like they're always there to listen to me complain about training which everyone always has some complaints um complaints um they're always there to be like like back you up like it is so hard to think sometimes like I'm actually a good player like I don't I don't bring up my netball career in my general life as much as possible but my friends always hype me up and like you're this amazing player blah blah like I don't think they've ever seen me play but <laughs> they just believe I'm good which is nice. <laughs> so like having them supporting you and having them just unconditionally giving you their like their love and their support through everything was what really helped me push on and actually be like I can do this it's fine but everyone gets setbacks everyone gets knocked down everyone like sits in the room crying because they're just so upset that they didn't get into this or they didn't get selected or they didn't get chosen to play like I've had to i rolled the bench through so many games like I'm getting such a good water girl like I know everyone's water bottles perfectly at this point like, like there's no way that anyone in the team like they'll agree as well it's like it's so disheartening if you don't get chosen to play it's so upsetting but at the same time you're like 
I'm still I got I'm in the team. Like I didn't get to play every game in the World Cup. Um, I'm not, but I still managed to get some time on there, which is amazing. But at the end of the day, it's like I got to the World Cup, and I got to the World Cup five months after being told I can play again. So that in itself is like a big thing for me. Um, I got to experience all that thing, and I think like you have to put it into perspective. All the bad things that's happened. So I look back now and I'm like, I didn't get into the under 17s, but I don't care because I then get onto the under 19s, and that yeah. was good. But at the time, it does seem like your world is crashing down. I got injured, and man, I was like, my world is just gone. I don't know what to do with myself. But I look back now and I'm like, those are the best two years of my life because then after I also then got to go to the World Cup anyway, so I still managed to achieve what I wanted. So at the time, wow. it does suck. You have to remember afterwards, like. Oh, being a better or bad situation is fine. Yeah, and that is such a good attitude to have. Like, you're almost, if any setbacks or injuries happen, you're like, right, this has happened, but look at what I've achieved anyway. Or, right, I've got an injury, I'm going to be upset for five minutes and then I'm yeah. going to move on, I'm going to do all these other things. It doesn't bring you down, it doesn't stop you, it doesn't stop you trying again. You look at the positives that you've had at that situation and you use that for the next time and think, right, I've done this, I've done this, and now I'm going to go and do that, you know? And yeah, exactly. That, yeah, disheartened. Like, don't get me wrong. There, I after I got injured, I I cried for ages. Like, I wasn't yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna have the best two years of my life. And I was in my head. I was like, you know what? Give me two weeks after surgery, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, delusional. I had a brace on for two months. Like, I couldn't actually walk. But like, when you it is a case of like looking back or being like, actually, what's the good thing I can have after the situation? Once you're you're done crying in your bedroom, yeah. then that is what makes it a lot better and you're like what can I do now to make myself better go to Camp America go make new friends do my uni actually get to see my friends for the first time in three years like all this sort of stuff Brilliant. yeah and like you say you need to process it for it to be real and for it to happen before you can completely just clear it and then move on so it's such a good approach to have um, okay so final question from me and then I'll open it up to pupils so start thinking if I've not if you've not asked or if I've not asked your question start thinking what you're going to ask um, so final question for me, what have you been up to over lockdown? How has it affected your training and what else have you been doing? So have you been learning any new skills or you've obviously moved back home? Have you been going any socially distanced walks or catch up? What have you been up to over lockdown? Um, lockdown has been an absolute roller coaster. Um, so I moved back home and I'm obviously doing my dissertation. So I still have to read a lot of stuff if anybody wants to know anything about ACL or gym work as what my entire university career is on, so I can let you know. Um, and so I've been doing that, so I've been focusing a lot on that. And then outside of that, I've been learning sign language because they had the courses and they like dropped the prices. So that's what I thought I've always wanted to learn. So I've been trying to learn that. Um, I've been doing arts and crafts. So I started painting. I started making like these weird, like, I saw it on TikTok and it was like these weird bonsai tree things they made. And I was like, wire? And I was like, I want to do that. So I started doing that. Which anything I see, I'm like, I'm going to do that for the day. I started doing resin. I, honestly, it's been a roller coaster of crafts. And then I get bored of it in like two days. But so I have all this stuff that I don't do. Um, and then I had some socially distanced walks with my friend. It's quite good because she's back in the borders when I'm to my university. Friend, she's back in the borders, and I don't get to see her very often. So it's quite nice to get to see her, hang out with my family got my dogs my cat and um, I mean it was really good running places here a lot of hills so <laughs> I run up a hill which is fun um that's what I've been doing to keep myself entertained the dissertation is the main thing so I've always got something 
nagging in my head of like you should be doing that um which is when I get really good at procrastination but that is that is the main focus mm -hmm. so yeah that sounds good and you've just been so busy and um just find the rest in a situation again just picked up new things try to do a dissertation just bossing it so that's so so good right thank you for answering all my questions um right I'll open it up to the pupils if you want to take your mic off or you can type in the comments box Katrina um, I was just wondering, what do you think is the best thing that we as um, netball players can do kind of at home to improve our skills? Um, so my big one is always work on conditioning because that's the easiest one to work on, but it's always like the biggest issue for me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever not been stressed about doing a test because I'm just never fit enough. Um, so I'd always say go in, like try and do conditioning, try and get some footwork in. Um, we have a lot of footwork programmes now. Um, so it was just building up that speed, building up that ball work. If you've got a ball to play off against the wall, I can't do it here because I've got like that stoned outline. And my parents like, you can't destroy the house, which I think personally is quite rude. Um, so yeah, do that as well. It's a lot like anything, any feedback that you get from your coaches that is like, this is something you could work on. That is the main thing you can do. Everyone's is different. A lot of the girls' ones, their ones, they want to work on their sprints. They're doing sprint trainings or like I said, my own conditioning. So I'm working on my conditioning and my footwork. So those are the main big ones. Things that like are so simple and so like basic that you don't really focus on them a lot of training, but you always, always need to, I don't think there's ever a time I'm not told you need to practice your passing, like just do it. Because it's so basic, but it's so good to just keep drilling it. Like this is the time to really pinpoint the little, little baby things that you don't have time to do. So definitely ask your coaches for feedback and be like, what can I get better at? And nail it. Thanks, Katrina. Has anyone Thank else you. got a question? Rachel? Um, do you find it difficult studying like your uni, um, uh, juggling your uni work with um, netball? Absolutely. <laughs> you joke. It's like a full, like, oh my God, it's like the hardest thing in my life. <laughs> um, I really struggle with it. Yeah. It's really hard to see all your friends being able to socialise and go out and even just like have a barbecue together and um, when I'm like I'm sorry I've got training or I've only got like an hour to do this I've only got half an hour to do that I find it really hard I really struggled in first and second year which conveniently is okay because first and second year don't count towards your, your grade but it's still you still have to try <laughs> I've learned you still have to try um, and I find that really hard and that's where my lifestyle coach came in really handy and it was just about um, to organize your time you have to be so organized like here this is like my board if you can see it it's like my board of my, my weekly activities of what I do everything's color-coded you've got gym you've got training I've got it by the hour I wake up at 10 don't judge me but like all this sort of stuff is like that is just this is my downtime calendar so you do have to be so organized things do get lost and you do forget things um but I do I personally struggle with it a lot because I'm a bit of like I want to do everything I say yes to absolutely everything and then I regret it when I've like triple booked myself for the exact same hour but you do have to try and be really organized and that's when you have to go and like I wish I'd done it when I was younger I wish I'd gone to like my teachers and stuff and be like how do you because they've obviously been through all this and like how do you organize your time how is it that you actually stayed focused to do this I had no skills when I came into university into how to actually 
organize my time <laughs> like I'd get like I'd nap that was my main nap would be during the day and nap for like four hours and then I'd be fine for the rest of the time and I think that's perfect but it's probably not because <laughs> now I can't nap but it is you have to like really try hard it like I that's taken me six years to just get a good whiteboard never mind <laughs> like, and during the actual start bit I was that whiteboard would have been so different but it is quite hard but you, you get used to it and the more people you ask for help the easier it becomes thank you <laughs> thanks Rachel thank you so so much Lauren um, we've learned so much you're such an inspiration to all of us and even if they play netball or not like it's just so interesting to hear what you do um, your mindset is so positive and you just if you do have a setback you just change that around and focus on the positives think about all the different things that you can do outside of netball as well as um, all the opportunities that you get inside netball as well um, we've learned so much about you and we all can't wait to come and watch you play when the season gets back so I'm thank so you so much <laughs> I know I know thank you so much for talking to us today and um, all the best for whatever comes next after all this. <laughs> Thank you, you too. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks guys Bye. for joining us, Bill. Bye everyone.